So the strike is illegal, according to our federal labor minister. Seamus O'Regan putting out a tweet saying that was the ruling, um, that the strike has been deemed illegal because the union did not provide 72-hour strike notice. But they did provide strike notice going back to July. I don't know. I don't know how this works out. But uh, everybody talking about this port strike again today. The Premier of Alberta uh, releasing a statement this morning saying, quote, Canadians have had enough. The federal government must reconvene Parliament and legislate these workers return to work. Albertans and Canadians cannot afford to have hundreds of millions of dollars in delay in products delayed at these ports, or daily in products delayed at these ports. And the longer this strike continues, the more Canada's credibility as a reliable trading partner is damaged. As you may have heard, if you've been with us this morning, we had a tentative agreement going back to the 13th. Um, the ask was from the federal government to the mediator, come up with a proposal, prevent it to two sides so that we can get a vote on this, and then we'll go from there. The union, the International Longshore and Warehouse Union, then decided that, no, we are not going to give this to our membership to vote. Instead, we're going to tell them it's an awful deal and it's time to walk off the job. So that's where we stand. They walked out yesterday afternoon at 4.30, and now we've got all kinds of things happening this morning in terms of it's illegal and calls from premiers and trade organizations to say we need an end to this and we need it now. Let's chat with Carlo Date, who is the director of the Trade and Investment Center at Canada West. Carlo, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Always a pleasure. First of all, let's just start. Your reaction to everything that's gone on in the last, I don't know, 18 hours or so when we had a deal, then we didn't, and now we've got this ruling from the government. What do you make of all of this? Well, it's a serious issue. Uh, I think the fact that you're covering it's uh, a good sign. Look, you know, the Alberta Premier, Danielle Smith, was uh, expressing concern about the strike. 8, per- eight to 10% of Alberta's GDP goes out through the port of Vancouver. If you go next door to Saskatchewan, that figure almost doubles, 18, 19%. So when you put that number into context, you begin to realize that 8, 20%, that's a lot of the economy. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of businesses. So yeah, the, 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 the concern here is alarming. Um, having an agreement and then walking away means that you're going to likely have more difficult negotiations in terms of where it goes from here that's the thing we've got the government now coming out and saying the strike is illegal cease and desist with any strike action immediately what does that mean what what does that do in terms of where this might be headed in the coming hours and days Oof, you're going to need a labor lawyer exactly, and a union right? person on, on on to yell and scream at each other uh to to, to get any insights into that but look uh you know the is like there is legislation or a legislative path available uh, to orders back order workers back to work. This happened at the port of Montreal when they went yep. out. Yep. Um, so it, it's eminently doable. You also have a deal that was reached in the U.S. So the same union in Canada exists in the U.S. They settled. So you have a template. Obviously, not all the issues are same between Canada and the U.S., but you arguably also have a, a, a template um, to hold up and say, look, <laughs> you know, this was good enough for your colleagues across the street. Um, you guys are going to have to take a look at that. The Americans took a six-year contract and... The Canadian Union is complaining that a four-year contract is too long. So you're kind of sitting there scratching your head saying, um, you know, 
the Americans took six. You're getting four years, which is shorter, which is what you want. And you're saying that's not good enough. So I think the union is losing credibility um, and any public sympathy that they may have had on, on some of these issues. Yeah, absolutely. I think any of that has long gone at this point. Where did it go wrong, Carlo? How did we get to this point? And do we need to point fingers? And I think part of the case that you make is we just need to have a strategy so we don't get to this place, right? Exactly. Look, if you have a forest fire, it captures the news, something's burning, it's easy to do footage. You get another, 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 and then eventually you begin to stop and think, maybe we need to look at maybe forest management or something. So the strike itself is one component of the integrated supply and production systems across the country. Look, take the port. It's not just that the strike stops and you flip a switch and everything moves again. You've got railroad cars backed up across the country that have to be repositioned and moved. Trucking, production of plants, ships anchored offshore. It's an integrated system. And unless you start paying attention to it and looking at the entire system rather than responding, oh, my God, we had a strike. Yeah. Oh, my God, a road washed out. But there's good news on this front. Um, last weekend, the premiers, all 13 at their annual summer meeting, agreed that trade infrastructure needs serious attention. There's work that we've done and that others have done for 10 years, mapping out what needs to be done to fix the entire system in Canada. The premiers picked up the call and they responded. The federal government still is not. So at least someone is paying attention. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous. The announcement that they made would put you to sleep outside of three seconds. But it's a serious work that needs to be done. And that's the only glimmer of hope I see that the premiers, Premier Stephenson in Manitoba, backed by Premier Smith in Alberta, Premier Ford, and the 10 other premiers really stepped up and have started to take this seriously. We're just waiting on the federal government. You know, Carlo, you, like you say, it's not sexy. It doesn't grab headlines. It's not yelling and screaming. It's not good sound bites. But you know what? It's government. That is the job of government. I mean, that's what we need governments to be focused on instead of trying to grab a headline on Twitter. Exactly. And all of us have to demand that. Uh, listeners, readers. But we've, we've, I think the object lessons have started to come in. COVID. After COVID, we no longer had to explain to the general public what the supply and production chain was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, unfortunately, knew. But we still haven't seen pickup from what happened in Manitoba uh, with the Premier's announcement. Unless the public gets on side and yells at the federal government to come and join the Premier's, the premiers are going to have to carry this burden uh, by themselves. In terms of this particular instance, and like you say, hopefully this spurs something to have a, a framework put in place nationally where we don't get to this kind of situation. But now that we are, um, it can't go on, right? I mean, the, this has to be legislated if that's where we need to go. I mean, this is this is like you say, it, it's a forest fire level of emergency. Exactly. You can have sympathy with workers sure. if you're losing their jobs through automation. Um, you can even have sympathy for wage demands with inflation. But that sympathy can't extend to taking the economy down with them in, in, in their protest. So given the level of impact, again, you know, it's 12 to 13 percent of the entire country's GDP flows through that port in, in Vancouver. One third of everything that doesn't go across the border to the U.S., comes through that port. And again, you stretch it out. It's thousands of businesses, of 
just just here in Alberta that are going to be impacted by this. So eventually the government's going to have to move and do what's right for the country as opposed to winning the next election. They've got a coalition with the NDP. The NDP will use any action the government takes against the strikers uh, to try and win back NDP voters that are going to the Liberals. But at the end of the day, you got to look past the next election and look out for the good of the country. Carlo, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what a great take. Thank you so much for being here, sir. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.